New iPhones are coming. New iPhones are coming. Welcome to Generation Tech. I'm Todd Brinker. I am joined by my dad, Jack. How are you today? Just fine, and new watches are coming, too. That's true. All Uh kinds of new stuff. Actually, I was, uh, to be honest, watching the whole thing, and about halfway through, I looked at my watch and said, saw how long they had gone already talking about, I don't remember what they were talking about. I think they were talking about the watches first. And I was like, okay, there's not going to be much here. It's going to be watches and phones, and that's it. And they, they spent the first 15 minutes talking about their solution to climate change. Right. Yeah. Well, how they're how they're <laughs> zero um, uh, carbon or they're trying to get to zero carbon. They, right. they did that. Uh, they did a little sketch, which was kind of cute with uh, Mother Nature, um, you yeah. know, um, but a little uh, humor in there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you got to be. Yeah. I, I kind <laughs> of appreciate that, that they try to do it. I mean, clearly, you know, they're not actors. They're they're, you know, CEOs and tech people and marketing people. And, you know, uh, I mean, they brought in a professional actor to play um, uh, Mother Nature. She plays in one of the Apple um, uh, Apple series. No, one of their series on their Apple TV Plus. Uh, oh. It's really good. She plays a podcaster who does uh, true life uh, murder mysteries, and she helps solve them. And it's actually a pretty interesting show. Anyway. Uh, and she, I'm blanking she, on the actress name, but she's phenomenal. She's a really good actress. She, she, she ended by saying, don't disappoint your mother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mother yeah. nature. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and kudos to them for trying to do things that, that, you know, create your products without polluting the world more. I mean, if you can do that and still make a successful product, then, then, uh, you know, that's a win-win. So, um, you know. But I, but I still believe that their promise to do this by 2030 is all hooey. And that's because they can't get electricity to California without having carbon sources. No way. Even if the carbon sources are in another state. You know? they, well, they're running. I mean, first of all, you know, their their design offices and stuff are in California, but all of their oh. server farms and all that stuff, most of that's other places. I mean, shoot, one of them's there in North Carolina with you, and yeah. they're running that off of off of uh, primarily right. solar. But they do play some games. Anytime they do this kind of thing, they play some games where they say, you know, when we're when we're doing solar, what we'll do is we'll uh, we'll make ourselves, you know, uh, we'll create 120% of the solar that we need and we'll sell that solar back into the extra 20% into the grid. Yeah. And then that'll offset. And so they play these offset games. It's like, well, we put 20% of less, uh, you know, of carbon free energy into the world. And that's, then we'll that's an excuse. That's all that is. Well, I mean, it's, uh, it's, I understand what they're saying. I don't think it's an excuse. I just did, but, you, but it's, but you got to understand they are playing games with the numbers. It doesn't mean that they're yeah. not putting any pollution out there. It's just that they're providing ways for you and I to get electricity that doesn't put pollution out there. Um, you know, to, to balance it. So, you know, somebody's home somewhere might be running off of some Apple energy that, uh, otherwise would have come off of, you know, coal fired energy or something. So, yeah. you know, uh, but it's, at some it point, it, at it's, some it's, point, when we, when if we ever reached, if you know, in a miracle world where we reached that panacea of there is everything is on a hundred percent carbon neutral type of stuff, so i.e. not burning coal, then to create your electricity, you can't do those trade offs anymore, right? So you have to. Ha- so yeah, yeah. and then we, and we've talked extensively on the problems of of things like wind and, and uh, solar and, and the what do you do at nighttime and when the wind doesn't blow type of issues. Yeah. So there's all kinds of issues there. Yeah. So. Anyway. Uh, 
Yeah. Like, hey, before we we, we kind of did a rundown, and I wanted to look at something before I or, or an article I sent you yesterday before we start talking about the Apple stuff. Did you happen to see the article I sent you about the huge discovery in the Nevada supervolcano caldera? Well, it isn't confirmed yet. They've right. got to do some testing, and you know, it's like most things; they've discovered some high concentrations. Right. And uh, that's 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 sounds good. Right. Man, for our I, listeners, what we're is. talking for for our listeners, what we're talking about in concentrations is lithium, which is yes. a major component, obviously, in lithium-ion batteries, and uh, and apparently they <clears throat> have done some preliminary testing of what is the empty caldera of a supervolcano in the desert in in Nevada. Nevada and they believe that they you know if if true now of course there is preliminary testing so maybe it's all hooey but they're saying that it could be one of the largest lithium deposits in the world which would uh solve a lot of problems in terms of of not having to go elsewhere to get our key ingredient for batteries, but it creates a lot of problems because the very process of mining lithium and then refining it also creates all kinds of pollution and problems with that. So, and and that's true no matter where it's done. Somewhere right. it's on the earth, so that doesn't add to it. It just you know. No, but it just does say that you know just because it's there doesn't mean we can just dig it out and start sticking it in batteries. There's there's a lot of refining and stuff that has processing. to happen yeah. and processing, and that is a very dirty thing. And uh, and to be honest, it's pretty jaded, but that, I'm sure that's why we have been very happy to allow that to happen in other countries and then buy the finished product from them. Uh, yeah. Because, you know, in our country, the EPA and, and, and a bunch of uh, uh, other organizations keep an eye on people who are doing things that are known to be very nasty polluters and creating poisons. And, yeah. uh, and other places, they're less strict. Yeah. You know? the, the, the one thing that they've been uh, ignoring completely in the press is the uh, lifetime of the props for the wind generators and of the solar cells for the uh, solar energy. And those are very short. Like every 20 years, you've got to replace uh, those things. And that's really a bad news because there, there's no recyclable components, or at least they don't know of it yet, unless they invent them before they that time comes. Well, 20 years most people wouldn't think of as a short-term deal. Uh, I, the, the props have some recyclable stuff, but the solar set cells, much like the lithium, have lots of chemical chemicals in them that you can't just stick in a, in a, in a typical... Right. Um, um, landfill, and so they're you know that's so they're so they're not super they're not perfectly clean either. Uh, the point being, but uh, but yeah, you know, I mean, we've talked. This isn't the you know energy source podcast, but we've talked extensively <laughs> about that because the things that we do talk about all require energy, right? All of the cool electronic toys and things that we like need energy um, to run, and so you know it, it's and and I think it's it's. It's fascinating the areas that have been explored and and the things that we're looking into as to how that, you know, how it can play out and how we can maybe, um, you know, get to a a cleaner, if not perfectly clean, uh, energy source. And I think that's, you know, whether whether you're jaded about where we are and the politics of where we are getting there right now or not, I think nobody would argue saying or, or argue against the idea that that would be wonderful if we can get there. You know, the the question is. How are we doing it? How are we incentivizing it? How are we trying to get there? And yeah. um, you and, know, and 
And by the way, of, of the exotic minerals that are needed, titanium is one of about half a dozen that oh, are sure. needed. So there's there's still other issues. Yeah. Well, we were talking about lithium, not titanium, but yeah. Oh, did I say titanium? You did say titanium because titanium is on yes. your mind. I know it. I know it. <laughs> we'll That's get right. to the titanium a little bit later. Later, yeah. Yeah, but the first thing up. So what? as expected, Apple upgraded their AirPods Pro uh, case. It's still the AirPods uh, AirPods Pro second generation device inside, but they've changed the case to use USB-C. And yes. that sort of ties into a theme where USB-C has slowly been integrating itself across the Apple line for quite a while, to be honest. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, the Air, I think the first ones that really had them significantly were the Pro um, uh, iPads. iPads. Yeah. The Pro iPads. And then, and then the Macs went to USB-C charging. And they actually met with a lot of resistance. And, in fact, although all of the current or all of the current Macs uh, can charge with USB-C. The the newer designed ones, meaning the Air, the uh, was it the iMac Air, or the MacBook Air two, and the Pro fourteen and sixteen. Those are the more modern designed ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only have USB-C charging, but they went back to a MagSafe charger as well. So they have both connectors on the on the device and both work. The Air the MacBook Air 1 and the 13-inch MacBook Pro only charge off of USB-C. Yeah. They're sort of uh, remnants of when Apple went full USB-C, and now they've backtracked a little bit because a lot of people really like MagSafe. And, uh, you know, I think when they introduced MagSafe, they made a really good pitch, and I understand why people like it, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You don't want your computer jerked off your table by somebody stumbling over the cord. Yeah. The only downside with the, with the MagSafe has been that um, uh, on occasion you knock it out when you're trying to do things and don't realize you knocked it out. But it, I right. think, you know, they minimized that they tried, you know, to find a balance of, you know, small connector yet still having enough magnetic stickiness to, to hold on there. Good. I think it's a good balance. And obviously, you know, that was a big selling point and they came back to it because people liked it so much. But, yeah. but other than that, USB-C has been slowly proliferating across things. The Apple TV remote, now has that if you buy a new current remote, it is a USB-C charging instead of lightning. Um, uh-huh. The thing that hasn't happened yet is like the desktop peripherals. Um, the the keyboards are USB-C, but the um, Magic Trackpad and the Magic Mouse are still lightning. Uh, I suspect that as they sell out of the the, the inventory of those that they'll just replace them with USB-C and that'll probably not even, you know, it won't be like at a, at an announcement like this, they'll just put out a, a news yeah. release, a press release well, saying, and, and you know, cus- Hey, and customers that know are going to wait for those. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, if, if you, if you're wanting one, you want everything to be uniform. So you kind of want to get it there. Yeah. You know, I, I'm almost of the opinion that even if they still have some lightning ones, what they should do is just introduce the other and let people pick which one they want, knowing that, uh, you know, telling people that the lightning one is going away. And so if you want lightning, go get them now if you don't. But but if you want USB-C, you don't have to wait till we sell out of the lightning. You can get those right now, too. So uh, uh, I, I think the reason they don't do that is they're afraid if they go to USB, if they introduce the USB-C next to the lightning, 
as they were trying to sell out the Lightning, that the Lightning would just sit there even longer because yeah. a lot of people that's, would say, I don't want that. You that's know? right. You know. And, and there's nothing wrong with the Lightning connector. I, you know, we've had it for 10 years. I think it's been a great connector. It's still smaller than the USB-C. Yep. Um, it's, uh, you know, it, I mean, it's been, a, a, I think, a really good device over a long period of time or a good connector. It certainly was better than the old 30-pin connector that we had. It was a huge step forward over that. Uh, yeah. You know, it was the first connector that was, you know, regularly or readily available that allowed you to plug it in either way so you didn't have to worry about lining it up. I hated that micro USB. Uh, yeah. To this day, I've still got a few things that are micro USB, and I hate them. I hate them. Because I always get it wrong. And even when you do get it lined up, it's not quite lined up right. It's just really hard to plug those in. Yeah. Um, so, you Anyway, know. the one thing I was going to say is that if, if it were doable, they should have put an adapter from Lightning to the USB-C. But uh, it's not doable because of the current, because a lot of people depend on the USB-C for higher current. Yeah, they actually have adapters uh, for that. And, in fact, what I did ugh, probably starting two years ago, Anytime I bought a, a charging cable of any kind, meaning USB-C, yeah. <laughs> um, I bought it with an adapter. So all, a lot of my cables in my house are USB-C from the power block to USB-C. And then I have a little adapter that attaches to it. And it's got a little silicone-like rubber band thing that holds it on there if I'm not using it. And it just snaps onto the USB-C and makes it lightning. So, well, so that my, way you can use it's my understanding that the uh, cable itself in the USB uh, or in the Lightning cable uh, does not have uh, as much current capacity as the one that's on the USB-C. So the cable itself is also different, it's not just the pins. Well, I realize it's it's pin out, but both the the adapters and the cables have little chips in there that moderate that and. From uh, the design of current uh, stuff that uses USB-C and Lightning, the actual uh, circuitry that that moderates the amount of current that comes into it is in the device, not in the ca in the cables or the power block. Mm -hmm. So that way, you can use like a 30 watt power block and plug in a phone that can only charge at seven and a half watts, or you can plug in your laptop that charges at 30, and you don't blow one up. You know, or really slow charge the other. And that well, was done by intention so that the device itself is what protects itself from the current in the line. It's not dependent on the power block or the cable. Yeah, that's that's a good design, but it still doesn't uh, uh, avoid heating the cable if it's under, if it's a smaller cable than you need. Well, yeah, but I think that they've all been specced to to handle the max load, so that that way they don't that that doesn't happen. I shouldn't say they all. I, you know, I'm sure there's not you know manufacturers who make ones that don't work, but I mean certainly the Apple ones and Anchor and and you know the more um, established manufacturers of those things are going to you know assume that yeah. the, the the it's it's designed to handle the max current as opposed to the right. you know some something less than that. Right. Um, so. So anyway, as I was saying, part of the reason that I, I did that is I can now charge, you know, go to any charging cable in my house with the exception of one. <laughs> I'll explain that in a minute. And I can plug in a USB-C device, meaning my iPad or a laptop, or I can use the adapter that's right there on it to plug in a phone or an older iPad uh, mm -hmm. or any of the devices that, that need that. Um, the one that doesn't have that, well, there's there's actually a couple, but the but the main one is that I have a regular USB A to US to, to Lightning cord, 
and it sits on the side of the couch where my wife sits, and she plugs her phone into that every night. Mm. And the reason it's that cord is because it's I don't there's a built-in USB-A charging port on the side of the of the couch, mm-hmm. and I don't have to have a power brick and run uh, power to that part of the room because it's already there from the couch. So, ah. so I just you know got her a cable and said there pl- that's where you want to plug your phone in because that's where she likes to do it and that, that you know she knows where her phone is it sits there on the table next to the couch yeah so and she's she's one that doesn't like to have the phone like in the bedroom at night she doesn't want any beeps or girls oh. or beep you know my phone's in there so if you know if somebody ever needs to get a hold of me they need to call me if they call her nobody's going to hear it well it just depends what it just depends on the focus that you're on your device mine automatically changes tonight and then you know yeah, yeah, no, I got, I got that, and and you know, hers could do that too. She doesn't use focus at all, oh. and so she has one focus, and she leaves her phone in the living room. And I sat down one time and tried to explain how focus works and how she can set that up, and she goes, "I don't, I don't want that complexity in my life. I don't want to switch the way my phone works at different times of day." She goes, "I don't want that." Okay. Oh. then then you don't get it (laughs) it's that simple keep your hands off my phone (laughs) yeah yeah no i have learned over the time that there are certain things that are you know i talk to her about it and say here's what you get when you go to this and, and and you know here's some options you know so like when there's like the new os is supposed to come out next week right so there'll be some new features so i will um you know sit down look at those features see if there's anything that's interesting to her talk to her about it and ask if she wants those features, you know, because otherwise, you know, and if they're optional, you know, if they're not optional, she's going to get them when they upgrade. But, but there's a lot of things that you can do via configuration, right? You know, even if they add a feature, you can turn it off sometimes and, and make it work the way it did. And it mostly is just, you know, functionality. There are certain things that work the way they work. Um, The other thing I've learned in watching her is she uses her phone like to do certain things. The steps she goes through to do certain things is very different than the way I do it. And while I think maybe my way is better and more efficient, she doesn't want to hear it. She does it the way she does it. She doesn't want to change the way she does it. So, I mean, it, it was a painful move for her to go from a phone with a button to a phone without a button. But it, it, Apple did such a good job of making that intuitive that, that you know, she a week later she was fine. But initially uh-huh. it was frustrating for her because it was, you know, I took something that was understood, known and working and gave her something that was not understood, worked, but it was just not the way she was used to doing it. She didn't like change. Yep. You know, and uh, she's not, she's not unusual in that aspect. Common with most women. You're yeah. the same. Well, you know, I don't know that, I don't know that it's even women. I think it's just people who are not necessarily interested in tech for tech's sake. It's like, right. you know, she, I, she just, I just want to use a phone. I don't, you know, I want it, I don't want it to be, you know, I don't want anything new or different. It does the things that I want it to do, you know. And if there's something cool, if she happens to see something on TV or something that, that you know, I do on the phone that she hasn't done, then she'll ask about it, you know, and then she'll figure something out. But, yep. but that's, how she, that's how she explores new things is by seeing someone else do it or seeing her daughters do it or something like that. She's... You know, or somebody at work, she'll come home and say, somebody at work did this. How do you do that? You know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, you know, and it's it, you got to be respectful of each person's way to integrate or uh, technology into their life. You know, right. 
And, yep. and as an enthusiast, my way of integrating technology is try everything new. As soon as you right. can, try it. As soon as it's available, check it out. Yeah, and you if know? you're excited about it, you'll end up using it. Right. Yeah, a lot of it goes by the wayside, but I try everything as soon as it comes out. And, uh, you know, and occasionally that'll bite you because you'll try something and then find out that it's got a problem and it caused everything else to break. Um, you know. <laughs> yep. Uh, I, I, yeah, remember when we used to back up everything before we downloaded it? Yeah. <laughs> That was yeah. a rule, fundamental rule. Back in the day, I actually still do that. Like when a new OS comes out with my phone, um, uh, well, I have my phone backing up every night. So, but I check to make sure that I still have that backup. So, you know, so I mean, I do it to an extent. It's just more automatic now, more automated. So, I, I wish I could say that. I don't even think about it. Yeah, but do you have <laughs> your setup to your 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 phone set up to do an automatic backup oh, yeah. every night? Oh. Oh, I don't know if it's every night. I think it is. Yeah. So it would probably, um, you know, you, if if an update went haywire, you could probably back right to that and be fine. Yeah. You know. Uh, now, the 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 big the hundred thousand dollar question, right? Have you ever restored from a backup? Do you know the backup is any good? <laughs> <laughs> Not until you need it desperately. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> then, got, then it's you know. Yeah. Fingers- Cardboard time. Yeah, when I when I was doing that professionally, we would schedule restores from backups on occasion, just to make sure that our backups were good and we could restore from them. Yep. But you know, I, I am far removed from those days, and I'm doing it for myself, so I'm much more relaxed. You know, I have yep. several different layers of backup for things like my my family photos, and mm-hmm. beyond that, if my whole phone, you know died tomorrow and I had to buy a brand new one and start from scratch, I'd be fine. Yeah. You know, as long as, as long as my photos are out there, my family, you know, history of, of photograph, uh, of photographs, that's, that's the important thing. And I've got those, I think I've talked about that before. I have a Mac mini that sits on my system that, uh, keeps a, a local copy of all of my photos. And then that Mac mini is backed up to Backblaze online. So I have it in iCloud. I have it physically on my my hard drive here in in my house, and a copy at Backblaze. So if something happens, I've got three copies in three different locations of my photos. Yep. So. Yep. Anyway, uh, a big part of the uh, intro to that uh, whole meeting the other day was to. Apple was extremely proud of their uh, 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 OS being uh, their first neutral, carbon neutral, carbon, excuse me, not the not the uh, phone, but the watch. You, being, you said OS. You didn't say phone. <laughs> I'm like, I, all, all I, of the operating systems are carbon neutral. <laughs> that, that's, that's absolutely right. I, I, just, I just realized I said it wrong, whatever yeah. I said. Yes. And then, Devaches so, anyway. are here. Devaches are here. So they they started out very much in the vein of what carbon neutral is all about at Apple, and yeah, we spent fifteen minutes of time just talking about the environment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they talked a lot about that, but a lot of it goes back to the fact that they're trying to use like uh, recycled aluminum now to to build the body of the watches, and uh, and they're they're using a lot of the. Um, uh, Stuff in the chips are 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 
recycled from older chips. So they're trying to reuse stuff rather than dig new stuff out of the dirt um, as much as they can. Like they talked a, a fair amount about the um, uh, chemistry of the batteries is largely um, um, there. But the big thing was the S9 uh, processor that's in it. These are the new um, Apple Watch Series 9 watches. Uh, they come in aluminum, stainless steel, and they still have the titanium ultra available. And the S9 SIP, uh, which SIP, what I mean, uh, I've heard system on a chip. That's not system on a chip. What is SIP? I can't remember what that stands well, for. That that used to mean uh, something inline pack had to do with the mm. transistor inside, but I don't know what it means because they didn't say. Yeah, it. in this in this instance, I they, yeah they're using an acronym that they really didn't tell us what it was, or if they did, we missed it. Um, but anyhow, this is the uh, first watch that has had a change to the underlying CPU inside the integrated package, maybe uh, system integrated package inside yeah. the watch. So the S9, or let's back up, the S, uh, what, 6, 7, and 8, while the chip package was different because it had new sensors and stuff in it, the underlying CPU was the same CPU in those three series. This is the first new one in four years, and it, it is based on the new 3-nanometer process. So it should be more power efficient, run cooler, et cetera. Um, yeah. You know, now being more efficient doesn't necessarily mean you get better battery life because that efficiency, they, they may say, hey, we've got a little bit more power. So now we, because we've got a little bit more power, we can do other things and put other, uh, uh, you know, um, sensors and stuff in there that perhaps use that power uh, to keep the battery life the same. So it just depends on how they choose to balance that. But uh, the idea of finally getting to that uh, that three uh, nanometer process, I think, is is cool, and it's interesting that they they introduced the watch first, uh, you know, well, as their first product on the three nanometer. At this point, do you uh, did you find one feature that means more to you than any other? You know, I looked at the Apple Watch Nine and said, same as the eight was. Um, you know, now they did have something that I thought was interesting. They talked about a new gesture where you double tap your your, your finger to your thumb, yeah. and the watch senses that. Now that's done in software, and I don't know if that will be in the Watch OS available to all watches that have uh, motion sensors, or whether they're going to you know artificially make that just part of the uh, the Series Nine. Um, but uh, I thought that was interesting because I think it's them getting us ready for gestures that'll work with vision pro yes i think you're right uh let me tell you what mine is precision finding for the iphone uh yeah they do have the new u2 chip in it right instead of u1 yes u2 and we're not talking about the band u2 yes <laughs> anyway uh i'll be and i expect you have to have the new iphone in order to get that because it's hardware uh right, the, the new watch yeah, I'm sorry. Watch right now. You're probably right. Um, you know, I mean, it's it's just the, the motion sensor where you're tapping your finger and your thumb together, but yeah. but Apple very typically will come out with a new feature, and they have done this even with some software features where they say, in order to get it, you have to buy the new hardware, and it's you know it's part of the motivation to buy the new hardware, even though there's yeah. probably technically nothing that would stop, you know, the Watch Eight or Seven or Six from doing that. 
Yeah, well, uh, when I get my new OS, the first thing I'm going to look for is to see if it'll if there's anything different with finding an iPhone. Because I, more than anybody I know, manage to have slippery pockets that whenever <laughs> I sit down, they slide out and go down under a chair in a most yep. cut-awful place. We've and had that just, before, yeah. Both of us have talked about the fact that we our phones dump out of our pockets into cars and when they do it in the car they always go between the center stack and the seat and you can't get yeah. your hand down in there and it's like really yeah you know? any anyway uh i was hoping that with my ipad i could say find my phone mm-hmm. uh instead of telling my wife to would you please call my phone <laughs> well have you ever done i i do this all the time you know on your watch if you put your finger at the bottom of the screen and drag up, you get some little icons. And one of them is a little phone that uh, icon. It's right across from, like, the battery percentage. And yeah. it has, uh, like, little, like, vibration things coming out of the sides of it. If you tap that, it makes your phone go, it makes your phone beep. So, like, here, I'll do it. You hear oh, that sound? Okay, that is the find my phone thing. Yeah, and that makes your phone make a sound. Oh, okay. Maybe I've got what I need already. Yeah. I I I don't have my watch on right now. It's I, I put it on a charger just for ah, came. Okay. So. so, well, I use that all the time to find it making making it make a noise and every time it goes off, my wife rolls her eyes and goes, "Your phone's right there, you dummy." But uh <laughs> but uh, you know, I do it all the time. Maybe it's my go-to. As soon as I if I stand up and don't see my phone immediately and it's not in my pocket, I just, you know, use the watch to find it. Um, now what the, the new U2 chip will allow you to do is do a find my, where it'll tell you it's 30 feet away and, and an arrow pointing in the direction it is. So it'll walk you right to it. And then as you get close to it, it'll then automatically have it make a sound so you can help, you know, find it. So, I mean, it's, it's get really close to it. It tells you, you know, how far you are. Oh yeah. And it, and it, and it'll vibrate as you get closer. And so, you know, um, if you, you, that, that find my feature has been on the phone for a while. So I can use my phone to go find, um, you know, like an air tag or, uh, iPad or my watch. Um, so that's been nice, but now you, they're going to let you do it from the watch and, and apparently do it more accurately and at a longer distance because of the newer chip. So, yep. And that'll be nice. Yeah, you're right. That's a nice feature. Cause that's while the making your phone make a noise is great. If you're not where you can hear the noise, that's right. <laughs> like one time I left my phone sitting in the car and was oh, yeah. in the house and I'm, you know, walking around the house, making the noise, listening. Yep. Can't find it. Finally walked outside and there it was on the driveway and I could hear it in the car and it was like aha, uh, you know. Yeah, well I'm kind of hard of hearing too, so that's another handicap. True, yeah, that may not or, help you. And, well, and that's why this find my phone's uh, sound that you made just a minute ago is much better because it plays it loud. It does, and it and, does it even if the phone is off. That's right. If you have that uh, switch on the side turned off. Yeah. Now, speaking of features, that's one that has been updated, but only for the Pro models. The what? The, the sound on-off switch. Oh, it, yeah, yeah. We haven't even gotten there yet. We'll talk about yeah. that in a minute. Yeah, we, but, yeah. The, uh, yeah. But even if you have your phone off or muted, it, when you're doing the Find My Sound, it'll still make that sound. That's so. right. So, um, so yeah. So anyway, the, um, the watches, so, you know, feature wise, function wise, I didn't see anything that was like, um, 
you know, hey, there's a new sensor that can, you know, tell what color yeah. your eyes are or something like that. There wasn't anything that, you know, fancy or, or groundbreaking. Um, I think this was largely a refinement in a lot of ways, um, you know, in terms of just what it is. You know, I didn't see them say anything about it being, um, you know, thinner or lighter or anything like that. The so, only thing I remember about the watch faces is they have a, a new face that has more different th- uh, sensors on it than any other. More information, but that's only available yeah. on the Ultra with the really big screen. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah. Now, they did say, and I thought this was interesting, that the Series 9 can go up to 2,000 nits, which is double that of the Series 8. So it's a brighter screen. The Watch Ultra can go up to 3,000 nits. And they talked about the Ultra a little bit with a new screen, but they didn't really talk about what that screen technology is. I'm wondering if the on the Ultra, and, and maybe we have to wait till it's officially released, or maybe it's on their website, I don't know, to see if they talk about what technology that is, to see if that's the them you know, testing the micro LEDs that are supposed to be significantly brighter and higher contrast than... Well, that's where you'd expect it to be found. I mean, yeah. that's, that's their test vehicle. Yeah, they tend to test a lot of new technologies there. And why wouldn't the, um, you know, and especially if they go with the Watch Ultra, which is, you know, a, a subset of even the watch, right? Right. So, so doesn't uh, doesn't cost them a lot to, to, you know, test it on that that thing uh let's see i'm looking at the watch and you know a lot of times when you look at apple devices they'll have like an overview and then they'll have technical specs or specifications they don't have that up for any of the new products yet because they're not released and so you have to really hunt to find information yeah you know but it's uh you know powered by the new s9 sip the always on retina display is 3000 nits at peak and making it the most readable in sunlight. And then it also switches to a low-light mode where it dims to one nit and goes to a monochrome kind of red color, which yeah. uh, supposedly is going to well, affect your eyes less. Uh, I, I assume that's what's on my Watch 7. You assume what's on your iWatch 7? Uh, you know, I, could, I have a face that's always on. Right. So the low-light... Yeah, but it can't go. You you were not able to go down to one nit on the on the current watches. This goes down like oh. darker, so it can it can just, use just, yeah just to save more energy. Right, so it goes down darker and it gets significantly brighter. Like I think the current watches the max they max out at a thousand nits, and the series nine can go to two thousand, and the series two ultra or ultra two can go to three thousand. So. Um, and when they said that it goes to 3,000, that's what made me think maybe this is the one that's testing the new uh, yeah. display technology. Um, but I haven't found anything that confirms what that is. And and so. another thing is that Siri is on device now. I didn't know it was not on device before. Well, you know, in the past they had talked about it being on device. But I think what they've done is they've there were portions of the, of the functionality that were on device and some that still required online and i think what yeah. they've done is they've just moved more of it on device yeah could be they got the space now it's it's this is all done on the uh uh three the three what are they nano technology yeah the three nanometer yeah yeah, yeah that's what we're talking about it's the three nanometer stuff yeah they don't say anything about what the technology is for the uh screen on the 
on the watch ultra two. So by going to three nanometers, I could easily put more memory on there. No problem. Sure. And that's what we're talking about is like, you know, they may put more stuff on the chip that ends up using the energy that they save. So it may not get any better battery life, but it is going to give, allows them to do other things because the, the processor is smaller. Yeah. You know, this is the other thing that I learned too the other day, or I didn't learn, but I was reminded of was that, you know, because the processor is three nanometer within that SIP, because the SIP is made up of lots of different parts, doesn't mean that other things aren't. And one of the things was they said that like, um, uh, which chip was it? There was one chip on there that was, was like at a 40 nanometer process. And in this, in this series, they were going to knock it down to a 20, uh, you know, which was also a significant savings in energy and size. Um, so there's lots of things on that SIP, on that system, on a chip that's going to be on the M3 and in the, what for, they call it, the A17 is the new processor for the phone, um, mm-hmm. that besides the CPU, that they can continue to shrink the dies on as well to gain a whole bunch of efficiencies. So, so um, anyhow, yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm real interested to see when the watch comes out, the the Ultra Two comes out, to see if they um, uh, will have the the uh, information on what that screen technology is. So, yeah. Well, anyhow, so and the uh, watches are available to order now. Uh, yeah. Starting yeah. starting right after the, their thing, they said you could start ordering watches. Um, I don't know which days they're shipping. I'm actually looking to see, like, what's the current, like, ship dates that they're showing. Available starting 922. So they're not available till next Friday. Yeah. But they're shipping. But, but, you, but you can order them today. Yeah. Just about everything was available on 922. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's when, when they're going to do it. So we've talked about watches. So the iPhone 15 and 15 Plus. This is their... They're not their pro devices, just their iPhone 15 and 15 plus. What's your initial thoughts? Uh, 15, just a minute. Where am I? So, Oh, that's a, on the rundown. I mean, we already talked about the brightest display, right? So the rundown is the next one is the, yeah, the standard iPhone and iPhone 15 15. plus. Yeah, Yeah. The plus being the larger size. Um, I'll say up front that there was nothing, there's no, um, difference between the two in terms of features. It's just one's bigger screen, right? Yeah. So, and, right. and as a bigger screen also means a little bit bigger battery. Um, okay. They had a, a higher resolution display to begin with. Right. So, Super high. right. I, I honestly think that this is essentially the iPhone 14 with one less camera. Yeah. You know, because or the iPhone 14 Pro with one less camera. I'm sorry. So it looks like the iPhone 14 Pro with one less camera. They have the 42 or 48 megapixel regular camera. Uh, they now have the dynamic island, which the mm-hmm. standard phones did not have. They have the exact same screen spec as the iPhone 14. Yeah. They're just pushing that mm-hmm. down from the Pro level each time is the way it's. It looks like they're doing. And uh, <clears throat> yeah. and then the Pro introduces some new features. Right. And that's why the iPhone 14 Pro is no longer for sale, but you can buy the iPhone 14 
the the standard iPhone 14 at at like a $200 discount from what it was before they announced the new phones. So, you know, if you yeah. really wanted an iPhone 14 on Monday, on Wednesday you could save a couple hundred bucks and buy it. <laughs> so. Yeah, and it and it did say they were adding on to the satellite infrastructure that they had had already with roadside assistance by right. satellite. Right. Yeah, AAA is the one they signed oh. on for the US. Which yep. so if you have a AAA account and you have an iPhone 15, an iPhone 14 Pro, an iPhone 15, or an iPhone 15 Pro, those are the three series of phones that now have connectivity to satellites directly. And so even if you're in a place where you don't have cell signal, you can call and get a uh, a tow uh, or a battery help. or some gas or just yeah whatever it is you need when your your car conks out, which I think is awesome. Because there's lots of places in this country yeah. where it's hard to believe it, but there's still lots of places where there is not good and reliable cell coverage. Um, you know, especially if you you live out in the West, you don't have to drive far to find places where there's not cell coverage. You know, right. I mean, it's it's fr- from along the main highways mostly you're going to find their cell coverage, but as you turn off a highway, out you know, like if I drive to Las Vegas. Or tell you right. what, if I drive up to see my daughter in Sacramento, as long as I stay on the highways, I'm fine. If I go off the highways, you know, if I try to cut across country from one highway to another because there's two main roads going up, in between I may lose cell signal. You know, um, that's just that, you know, the cell the cells are put where there are people. And when there's very few people, there's very few cell towers. <laughs> You know, That's right. You know, I, yeah. I, I'm reminded of um, uh, what was it about? Uh, I don't know. It was after COVID, but it, so maybe two years ago, year and a half ago, something like that. I was up yeah. at the um, the um, uh, Redwood National uh, Coastal Redwood National Forest, and they had signs up as you went in saying, "Do not rely on maps on your phone. There is no cell service in here." You know, so you go into the into the national forest. There's no cell signal, and so if there's no cell signal, you can't download your map. Now that said, if the people who are interested in in, in being in those kinds of places, most of them buy apps where they've downloaded the maps physically into the device, and then the GPS and the device works fine. Um, yeah. And so then you're okay, you know, and they've got special hiking maps and, and walking path maps and things like that for these different locations. But if right. you haven't done that, you know, and you're just relying on Apple Maps or Google Maps when you go into the National Forest, you're going to be out of luck. That's so, right. So, um, and this doesn't that's help. Basically a, that's basically a copy of the Google capability. So. Um, Google had that. Well, Go- yeah, Google and Apple have had that for a while where you can download that. But again, you, it's, you, you have to take the initiative to do that. And you don't always think of that because you're not always certain where the areas are that are going to not have service for you. Right. You know, it's not something that's done automatically. Um, one, you know. one of the things that I just came to my mind in that I don't know the answer to it is uh, if you're in a forest, I wonder if the satellite service works. You know, because that mm-hmm. signal you're trying to see through the trees up to the satellite. I would uh, suspect you would have some trouble there. You have to get a clear view of the sky and see where the satellites are, right? Yeah, the, and, the satellite idea is nice to help you out, but there are certain environments that 
It's not going to work. It's not going to work well. And you can't just walk to the top of the nearest hill to get a clear sight of the sky either sometimes. Right. Um, I'm thinking again of the, the you know coastal Redwood National Forest. <clears throat> the trees are 300 feet tall. There aren't any hills that are over the height of these trees. <laughs> You know? That's right. You you want to get a clear shot of the sky, walk out of the forest, and then and, you're in cell, cell range well, anyway. And, and these are not ordinary trees. You know, if you're standing close to one of them, man, yeah. you got a big block right in front of you. Yeah, yeah, wood. yeah, yeah. These these are trees whose trunks are are you know fifteen twenty feet around, easy. You know? uh, so, yeah, I always think of the um, in the Star Wars movies, the original three Star Wars movies, the last one, they were on that forest planet of Endor, and they filmed that in the coastal Redwoods National Forest. Mm. They didn't have to make those trees up. They really exist. There are trees <laughs> that are yeah. 300 feet tall that live in groves where there's, yeah, you can't see the sky. You're absolutely right. You just can't see the sky. So, so. Yeah. Well, and this wouldn't help. Doesn't help with maps, but it helps if you're, you know, if you were injured or something. If you needed somebody to come to you, right? That's you know. that's the real time. Uh, yeah, and that's what that's what they've had. In the, initially, it was just nine one one. Now they've got nine one one and roadside assistance. So, and you can tell them, you know, hey, I'm locked out of my car, or I'm out of fuel, or my charge, you know, my battery car. My electric car's battery is dead, or I've got a flat tire, or the car won't start, or I got stuck in a ditch. And they've got, and, and you can literally like tap those as pre canned, like, here's my issue. And it well, will send via GPS your location to the AAA folks. Well, and, even if you're talking, it converts it to text because that minimizes the uh, number of characters that has to be sent. So that's. I'm not sure you can talk. I think you can type in yeah. a, a brief text message, but I think That's, when you're doing the satellite thing, it's not voice. It's just yeah. text messaging. I'm sure it is. Yeah. So, so I don't. It, it's a it's a minimum communications technology. Yeah. That that works only because you can uh, kind of cor correct the uh, text message with various uh, codes. Yeah. You know, as you as you generate it, so. Anyway, and re and recover it, of course, at the other end. Yeah. So anyway, uh, so on the a... so on the regular iPhones, the cameras have uh, half x, one x, and two x, which I think they they showed they showed it in the in the um, I, I wish I had a chart. They showed it during the thing um, during the um, presentation. What the equivalent is to a standard camera, like a 35 millimeter camera, you know, what is that lens? And it's like a 28 millimeter, uh, a 43 millimeter, and and then a uh, like, uh, I don't know, I think the, the highest one was like a 58 millimeter or something like that. So these are generally what you'd call wide angle and standard lenses. There's not much zoom at all uh, yeah. on these things or much telephoto on, on these basic uh, cameras. But uh, and, and let's face it, most people are buying a camera with a phone attached these days. They did That's show right. they did show something I thought was interesting though. If you have the new, uh, it's funny they didn't say this with the old ones because the old ca the cable that comes with my uh, AirPods Pro is USB C at one end and Lightning at the other. They didn't show this, but with the new ca case, they show you plugging in USB-C on your phone and going to USB-C on your AirPods and using your phone to charge up your AirPods if the AirPods are dead. Mm. And they showed that. 
So if you're out somewhere and you want to use your AirPods and they're dead, you can use a little bit of your battery juice to do that if you want to. Mm-hmm. Um, I would be interested to try that, to try using the try that with the Lightning case, you know, because it's USB C on one end too. It still plugs into USB C. So can I plug that into my phone and charge? I would bet you probably can. They're not going to talk about it because they that's not what they you know that's not what they're selling. They're not selling you the old one, right? Right. But there's no reason it wouldn't work. Yeah, you know? I would. I'd, I'd never heard of it before. Yeah, there's no reason it wouldn't work unless they just decided to block it because they said no, that's a feature of the new case. But but it's the AirPods case. They show it charging off of the phone in a pinch, you know, which I don't think is something you necessarily want to do a lot of because I don't want to give up phone power. But yeah. So and then the um, uh, the phones also have the new ultra wideband chip, just like the watches. So uh, that means that you'll be able to do the find my from further distance and with more accuracy. Um, have you ever done that with your phone? I don't know if you because, you, you know, you, you just went to the iPhone 13. But, you know, with the uh, iPhone 13, you can do the find my and it will tell you how many yards away it is. And as you get closer oh. I've not used it for that. Yeah. yeah, it's built into the phone, but if the thing you're looking for is the phone, you're SOL, I guess. <laughs> That's the phone I'm usually looking for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. See, you need to upgrade uh, your wife's phone, as we've talked about multiple times. Then you can use her phone to find your phone, and you don't have yeah, to call it. You can use yeah, the right. phone. I'm going to get her the new $1,200 phone, Todd. Well, I didn't tell you that. I've been telling you repeatedly, get her the new SE because it's got it's it's got the same guts as your iPhone 13. I, I, I'm just pulling your leg. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you should though. You should get her the big one cuz then she doesn't need the iPad anymore. She can just read on the giant phone that that she has to carry a larger purse for. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, you know, if her eyesight is is better than mine, which I think it is. No, yeah. no, I take that back. My eyesight's better than hers. Uh I she can hear better than me. But yeah. when it comes to look, seeing signs on a road and stuff, yeah, I always see things first. Yeah. So. Well, together anyway. you make a, a whole and healthy person. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Keep her with you. <laughs> I, will. I will. I depend on her. Yep. So. Anyhow. Uh, uh, have we covered the... So, let's see. iPhone gets... Uh, so, contact well, posters. So, when somebody calls you, instead of just seeing a little circle with their face on it or what, or their whatever they use as their, their um, little avatar. Icon. Yeah. yeah. You can, they now have contact posters. You'll be able to have a full screen picture pop up behind the thing saying they're calling, which is nice. Again, if you if visually, you'll get a much bigger picture and you can pick the picture you want to, of them. So that might not be a bad thing. You know, why put why have just their face in a little circle? Why not have the whole screen, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Um that way you can talk to them. It's too bad it won't be animated so when they're talking back, right? Yeah, well, there's the, <laughs> Yeah, it's called it's called FaceTime. <laughs> you can have that. Apple, right. Apple has that. Yeah. There's yeah. an app for that, dad. By, uh, by the way, the phones also have have for a long time had push to talk and we uh-huh. I, I originally set that up between me and your mom, yeah. and uh, it worked. You but mean the watch, it, right? Did we do uh, it on the watch, or was it on the phone? No, it was on the phone. Right. Well, it's, it's on the watch, too. 
Oh, is that right? Yeah. When it first I, came out, I set it up and I did it once to my wife and went, okay. And then the last time, I've, it, right? last time I've <laughs> ever used it. Well, uh, she was uh, basically her reaction to it was, I don't want you just suddenly talking out loud to me. Yeah. You, know? you scared her. <laughs> I, well, you know, but she's, I might be doing something. And why would I want to hear you suddenly pop in and start talking to me? Uh, you know, you want to talk to me, call me. Then I can decide if I want to answer it or not based on what I'm doing. <laughs> you know, that was her response. Why, why she, she saw no value at all in that. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Well, see, I, I think it's just because you don't have to dial a number. But, of course, yeah. dialing a number these days is just finding the uh, name in the book, right? Yeah. Well, Still you know, a little slower. You know? some, something that we have done a couple times is the using the HomePods, because I've got a couple of them in the house, and I've got one here in my office, right? And you can say, mm -hmm. hey, Shlomo, uh, announce, and then say something. So, like, hey, Shlomo, announce, come on in, lunch is ready. Yeah. And then it'll announce it on all of the HomePods in the house. Yeah. And yeah, so that works. way, you know, if your hands are full while you're cooking or something, and, and the meal's almost ready, or, hey, you know, I, I like the other day, she needed, um, the, the remote stopped working. She needed batteries in the remote, and she wanted to know where the batteries were. Uh, actually, she wanted me to go put the batteries in the remote. That's what she wanted. She knew where the batteries were. Um, and so, uh, you know, she texted me and said, could you come in for a minute? Because I was out in the office outside in my shack. And, mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, is she could have done the announce thing, you know, because yeah. that, that would have gotten my attention quicker than the, uh, the text, to be honest. Um, mm -hmm. she doesn't usually think about that. I do it occasionally. I will sometimes mm -hmm. announce something. So I, when I had COVID and I was basically locked down in the back bedroom and I knew she was out in the living room, I, uh, a couple times used the announce feature to say, Hey, you know, could you bring me something to drink or something like that? Yeah, you know, it was the electronic version of ringing a bell. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I'm sick and I want some help. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't feel good. So um, let's see. Oh, name drop gives users a new way to airdrop contact information. See, these are things oh. that are going to be in the OS, though. I don't think these are specific to the. Um, to the, the phone. phone. Yeah. yeah. Now, one thing I did notice is that the iPhone 15, the basic iPhone 15, does not have um, uh, always on screen. And the iPhone 14 introduced that. And so that will be only a pro feature. So you were saying there's, uh, regarding the roadside assistance? Uh, there's a catch to that. Uh, you get the service with AAA free for two, two years, and then you have to start paying unless you're a member of AAA, and then I guess it's included. Yeah. So so that's the way it works. I saw they did the two years thing. I was wondering, it wasn't clear to me, was that two years free service to access the service, or was that two years free access to AAA? You know what I mean? Uh, I, I, I don't know. It wasn't clear. You know? So, like, if I'm not a AAA member, do I get access to AAA for two years, or... In two years, even if I'm a AAA member, now I have to start paying Apple to, to have access to this emergency service. I suspect you're right. I think it was just they're talking about they cut a deal with AAA for two years. Anybody who has the phone can has it for free. And then um, – but I would bet that if you call AAA, if you're not a member, that that two mm -hmm. years is you – don't, you don't get it. You have to use this satellite call thing. Right. Yeah. yeah, you have to use that feature. Yeah. 
So, so anyway, it's it's advertising for AAA business. Is what sure. It is. Yeah, AAA said, you know, yeah, we'll give away two years of free uh, toes and whatevers, and then uh, and then we'll probably pick up new customers on the back end of that because yep. people will say, yeah, yeah, I'll keep my membership because you know you never know, right? Yeah. That's right. So. Uh, the other thing is they do seem to have changed the co- encoding of pixels on the screen to a quad array uh, from whatever it was, and I don't know. That's not re- that's not reference to the screen. That's reference to the camera because oh. they, they have a 48-megapixel camera, but uh. they're going to take 12-megapixel uh, images. And so what it is is a the four pixels will make <clears> one <throat> pixel on the printed image. Yes. And so okay. that that's what they're referring to. And that was something that was introduced in the iPhone 14, uh, was that 48-megapixel sensor, but still getting a 12-megapixel image, yeah. which is something that's changed with the iPhone 15 Pro. So um, so is there anything else about the iPhone 15 uh, standard the, that we wanted to talk about? Well, they have three zoom levels, 0.5, right. 1X, and 2X for that. right. And the the Same way they camera. do that, the way they do that is the 0.5 is through their wide angle lens, their 1x is through their big lens, and the big lens or their their standard lens, and their standard lens again is 48 megapixels, and but they're but it's a tw- but they, you know they interpolate that down to a 12 megapixel image, then they use the middle 12 megapixels for the two times zoom. So a two-time zoom is not the 48 dots taken down to 12. It's just the, the 12 megapixel image from the center of the of the imager sensor. Oh. So it's a digital zoom, but you're still getting a full 12 megapixels from the image because it's a 48 megapixel sensor. I got you. So okay, so, yeah. so it's just yeah. the way they process the right. The data. Yeah, so the, you you get a 12 megapixels no matter what you do on that. You know, no matter how you take the picture, but they so you have a digital zoom that gives you a 12 megapixel. So, also, night shooting is supposed to be sharper and more vivid colors. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, it automatically selects photo or portrait mode by where you how you hold your camera, I guess. Yeah, I think That's it's that. The and, well, and that, and if there's a person in there, and if it senses that there's a face, right? That, that's right. Yeah. So, like, I can hold my phone horizontally, taking a picture of the mountains, and it's not going to be in portrait mode. But if somebody is standing in front of me with the mountains yeah. in the background, now my question is: is portrait mode has generally then made the background le- look less fuzzy? If I'm in front of a landmark and I've got a picture of somebody, and I want to get a picture of them in front of the landmark, I don't want the landmark all fuzzed out. So yeah. I don't. So I don't want portrait mode in that case. So there's got to be, you know, if that's the default now, I'm probably not going to like that as somebody who takes a lot of pictures. It, um, it sounded like it was just automatic. I, yeah. So I didn't. My guess is there's got to be some way of saying no. I don't want that. You know, forcing it back out. So, but uh, but that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. One of those things we'll look at when we when when they when they're out. Um. So, in part part of uh, Apple's big push at the front end of this to be carbon neutral was yeah. that they also decided they're not going to sell anything made out of leather anymore. That's correct. And so instead of leather, they now have fine woven fine woven materials. And so um 
The formerly leather cases will be fine woven, which is a fake some, leather. <laughs> well, it's not even fake leather. They're not going to like pleather. They're going to like a cloth material, you know, like a linen or something. So, we'll, I mean, again, when when they're out, we'll see. They're saying durable and elegant micro twill. Was <laughs> well, yeah. how they how they they dis- describe it themselves. Uh, it's sixty eight post consumer recycled content. So. Uh, it's basically your old Coke bottle, uh, woven into some sort of cloth type feel, which, you know, I like, I have been a fan of the leather cases because they were smooth and yet they, so they could slide in and out of your pocket easy. And yet there was enough tack, I think because of like oils and moisture on your skin that you could hold them well and they didn't feel slippery. And so I really liked the leather cases, um, you know, we'll see how this works as far as the fact that it'll have a texture to it because it's it's a cloth, mm-hmm. right? Uh, kind of a bonded to a shell that fits around your phone. So we'll see how it is. I, but, you know, by I the think, way, the same goes for watch bands. Oh, right. Yeah. No more leather watch bands. They will you will have the fine woven watch bands. Also, they showed a picture of the the little uh, keychain case that the. Um, that you can put your air tag into. Yeah. And that, uh, the old ones were leather. Now they're going to be fine woven material. They've done away with leather in everything. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, and they used to sell like a leather, like slip case to stick your iPads in. And, you know, I mean, they haven't sold that in a while. I don't think, I don't think it was a big seller for them. But... Cows are out. Yeah. One less application for farmers. So, yeah, exactly. It's like, well, you know, there's a bunch of farmers that, um, that uh, raise cows for meat, and that's where a large part of our leather comes from, and they've got one less place to sell it. So, right. you know, there's been a sort of all-out assault on on uh, on uh, cattle ranchers in the last couple of years, and so we'll see yeah, how I that th- all... I think that's why Bill Gates is buying farms. So we'll see how that all plays out. <laughs> no yeah. cows on my farm. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. <laughs> anyway... Yeah. So we'll, we'll see. Anyway, uh, you know, from the consumer side of this, not worrying about the, again, the politics or the, is like, how's this going to feel in your hand? I suspect it's probably going to feel fine. I think it's probably going to be good for those of you who really like leather. There's going to be third party manufacturers who are going to jump all over this and there'll be leather cases out there. There have been lots of leather cases out there. So, you know, you won't get the one that has the Apple logo on it. You'll find one that you like, uh, if that's what you really want. So I, you know, I, to me, this is like, okay, fine. Apple do your thing, you know? Um, yeah. but I, I, I like Apple cases because they tend to not have any superfluous bulk or anything. Um, and, uh, you know, and I like the look and feel of them. So we'll see how this All one right. comes out. I, you know, I, I'm remind, I, I'm remaining open-minded about how the fine woven will work. So they anyway, uh, it was th- this section, they talked about it, but it's not necessarily related to the device itself. But they did point out that iCloud up to this point has had several different uh, amount of storage, different uh, storage sizes that you could buy. And they maxed out at two terabytes. And if you've got, especially if you're going to these new cameras that have bigger and bigger photos, you know, and you've got a family plan backing up to one, one iCloud. Yeah. Um, Two terabytes can can be a little tight. My family's on a two terabytes, and we are at one point something. 
uh, but we've been slowly cre- creeping up towards two terabytes. And it's I've been actually a little little nervous watching it, going like I don't know what we're going to do. You know, I guess I mm-hmm. have to just tell my daughter, sorry, you can't back up to the family plan anymore. You've got to go get your own plan. It was kind of where it was going to go. And I know what that would mean is they're not going to do it because they don't want to pay the money for it. Um, and so then they wouldn't have, they wouldn't be able to back up, you know, whether well, the devices are not backed up and neither of them are here with me. So if something goes wrong, you know, I can't say, oh, just restore because they can't. So, yep. you know, which is why I've kept them on the family plan anyway. So, yep. uh, Apple increased that to, uh, six and 10 terabytes are the next two tiers up from two. So they didn't talk about prices and I haven't seen what that would cost. So we'll see, you know. Where that? Uh, uh, oh, as as a minimum. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, as we get closer and closer as a family to filling up our two terabytes, I will probably look very seriously into switching that to six terabytes to give us you know more space. But you know, if you jump, if if you've been slowly creeping forward towards two over the last year, six is going to last you a long, long time. Um, that said, you know, as they upgrade to f- cameras that you know take instead of. S- five and six and seven and eight megabyte picks, you know, cameras, they're now taking 12 and, and, uh, as we get to it, 24 megabyte. And, and if you want to, there is a mode that you can put your camera in the, the new cameras in to use all 48 megapixels. You can take yeah. a 48 megapixel raw image, you know, and that's, that's a big image that fills up space fast. Yeah. And even more so if you shoot a bunch of video, if you're shooting video, those are the people that go out and buy the, you know, the that's right. two, two terabyte two devices and and, uh, and fill up uh, their iCloud's accounts. Yep. Mondo quick. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I don't know if we have to talk about prices here yet. but uh, So, well, we haven't, but we might as well, right? Um, essentially, since... they're the same as they were last year. So the iPhone yeah. 15s cost the same as the iPhone 14s. So, yeah. which honestly, that was almost as impressive as anything else, given that we've yeah. seen um, a fair amount of price inflation in just in our economy and other things um, to to hold the line on that. Of course, they I say that they're outrageously expensive to begin with. These are very expensive devices, you know. Yep. Um, you know, they're well made. They charge well, what they charge what the market will bear. But, uh, that, that's what it really is. I think they've taken a careful look at this and said, we don't want to lose sales because of the pricing. Yeah. You know, so they're trying to optimize that. And, and they, they think I, they probably think that they're at that level already. Yeah. That, that, that it may be a mistake to keep going up. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I'm sure I'm sure they've got very smart people who sit down and do the math and say, what's, the, you know, if we increase the price, it's going to increase revenue per device. But how many device sales are we going to lose because of that? You know, and so well, it's a, it's a fine balance, right? Yeah. Well, they know that uh, you know because of the inflation that we've suffered through the last year and a half, two years, that uh, people are hurting, and uh, yeah, that, that's going to impact everybody's sales in one way yeah. or another. If, yeah, yeah. It's like raise your prices when things are going great. When things are when when the economy's struggling, just hold the line. Yeah. And Apple yeah. can do that because they've got enough of a profit margin in each device that they can do that. Whereas some you know other people, other industries, and other companies that are selling you know close to you know cost don't have the luxury of saying I got to hold the price. If the price for some of the parts goes up, I got to raise my prices. You know. Yeah. Apple can absorb that and do it when it's not going to cost them 
you know, sales count. So, um, yeah. So that was anyway. I thought that was pretty good news. Uh, yeah, it was know. real good news. Um, I'm down at the bottom of this article, Todd, and I'm I'm a little con- confused by something, but uh, they're talking about a MagSafe. Now, on a phone, what does that mean? Okay, so on the phone, MagSafe is the magnetic connection on the back for Qi. Uh, oh, a- oh. Apple calls that MagSafe as well. I'm not sure why they kept – I guess they kept the name because they thought people knew it and were familiar with it. But it is confusing because it's a completely different connector. The phone MagSafe is the puck that has the magnets in it. Okay. Yeah. So – Okay, and uh, it looks like there was an additional charge for that. It will be available for $49 in black, blue, storm blue, whatever. So, Well, what uh, are you talking about? The phone is not the – you're talking about cases maybe. Uh, you're talking about the cases. Okay, so the cases are MagSafe compatible. Yeah. For, okay. a case, for a case to be MagSafe compatible, it has to be a certain thickness so that the current can pass through it. It, it can't That's, be metal. And it has to have uh, either metal or magnetic rings that attach in between the phone and the MagSafe connector that allow the magnets to maintain their continuity. That, that's what it was under. Yeah. Right. It was under, under so, so we're talking about the cases. Yeah. So that. Yeah. So they're talking about their new MagSafe cases and their um, the the their fine woven cases. Um, Fine woven cases, by the way, are going to be available for $59, and then their uh, silicone and clear cases are $49. So um, I think that's about the same as it was for the silicone and the leather cases last year and in previous years. Um, So, you know, that's pretty expensive for a case, but again, it's a good quality case that tends to last. My biggest complaint about the leather cases was that... um, you know, as leathers want to do, it uh, absorbed a lot of oil from the fingers and stuff. And so it started, regardless of what color you started out with, it ended up being sort of a grayish mess uh, over time, you know? Yeah. And earlier you talked about the iCloud plans. Uh, I don't think you mentioned the price. The six terabyte is uh, $30 per month and a 12 terabyte is $60 a month. Oh, okay. And that's news to me. I was trying to find those prices. So thank you. There. They're down here at the bottom. Okay. No, I appreciate that because that was something I was trying to figure out. Because I didn't, I didn't remember them mentioning prices at all in the event. They just said they now have. Yeah. So. So. So thirty dollars. That okay. Well, right now they're charging ten dollars for two terabytes. So thirty for six is right in line with that. Yep. Just keeps. Yeah. Keeps so. Getting... Anyhow, uh, the last thing on the whole article is that you get. Some three free months of Apple Arcade and Apple Fitness with a new, new mm-hmm. subscription. Subscription. I guess they mean when you buy an iPhone 15 or plus. With a new subscription. Oh. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, I don't know either because it says uh, with the per- who those customers who purchase a 15 or 15 plus will receive. I guess they call these subscriptions for the Apple Arcade and Fitness. Uh, That's what they mean. Okay, yeah. Well, they are they are subscriptions, new, right? And, and you're a new subscriber, so right. So, like, if I already have that, they're not going to give me three months free. They're going to keep billing me for the next three months. <laughs> but but if I'm but if I'm new to it, they'll say we'll give you three months free to try it and see what you think. You're hooked. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I have mine as part of the Apple One package, so I get Apple TV, my iCloud storage, uh, Apple Arcade, Apple. Uh, what was the other one that they just said? The exercise fitness, right? fitness, Apple Fitness Plus. Um, you know, I get all of that in one package, right? So, yeah, I get yeah. iCloud, Apple TV, oh, Apple Music, Apple Arcade, Apple Fitness Plus, and Apple News Plus uh, in a bundled package. Yep. And if you were to get each of those individually, the price comes out to $58.94 a month, and the Apple One package is $32.95 a month. So, oh, Okay, shall we jump into the pro models now? So the pro models, the ones we really care about. Yeah. Yeah, at least you. You, so. you. you don't buy anything but pros, right? Um, well, I haven't historically because usually that's where the best new technology is. Good, and, yeah, the good and, stuff. And for, uh, for a while, when they introduced the pros, they, that's where the, the better camera – in fact, well, and for now even, I mean, today, they, they, that's where the better cameras and stuff are. Uh, yeah. So the Pro has the three-camera array, which it's had for a while, and that's the visible difference. Um, the big news is is that instead of going with a stainless steel frame, they've gone to titanium, which I think we talked about a little bit earlier um, yeah. in terms of titanium being one of those things that uh, – You know, they, they didn't give any, any weight out, you know. Uh, um, they, uh, they did. Data. They did. They just said lighter. No, they actually they gave you they they told you how many uh, grams it was, and if you go to their website and you say I want to compare my um, if I compare the iPhone 15 Pro to the iPhone 14 Pro, the uh, they both have a 6.1 inch screen. They both have. Uh, uh, dynamic islands the new one has the faster processor they both work for magsafe the storage options are the same the dimensions are slightly smaller and they said they were able to do that because they were able to make they made the screens the same size screen. but they but they cut down on the size of the border around the screen so that yep. The dimensions are slightly smaller. The titanium device weighs 187 grams. That's the new iPhone 15 Pro. The iPhone 14 Pro weighed 206 grams. So what is that? Oh, a, uh, 87 to 3, 13, so 6, 9, 19, nine, nine, like 19 grams weight savings. Um, Doesn't I sound like a lot, but probably yeah, feel yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's 6.6 ounces of on the new phone, uh, 7.27 ounces on the old phone. Um, so, you know, I mean, it's, it's less than an ounce, so it's not a lot, but I imagine you'd, you'd notice it. I mean, well, you know what it is. You'd notice if you held them next to each other. Yeah. You probably wouldn't notice it if you picked one up one day and one up the next day. Yep. You know, um, just as a comparison, by the way, the iPhone 15 pro max, the large phone, is 221 grams. So again, the iPhone 14 Pro's 206. So you would go up, uh, what is it, 20 grams? Yeah. No, 15 grams. You would go up 15 grams if you went to the bigger phone, and you would go down 19 grams if you go to the to the newer phone of the same size. 
Yeah. So, but if you look at the differences, like they're the, the screens are identical from one year to the next in terms of pixels per inch, contrast ratio, and features. They all have the wide display, the haptic touch. The brightness numbers are exactly the same from last year. Um, you know, there's, there's not a lot happening physically that way. Um, they do have the new A17 Pro chip. Which is the, uh, it's funny because the A16 was called the Bionic chip, A16 Bionic. Now it's the A17 Pro chip because they're putting it in the Pro. Now I wonder next year if they move that chip down to the regular, is it just going to be called the A17? And then they'll have an A18 Pro chip. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh-huh. if they push that down, that, that naming in- introduces something different. So these new chips are on the Hello. three nanometer, um, the three nanometer die. They have a mm-hmm. six core GPU compared to the five core GPU of the previous year. They have the same number of performance and efficiency cores, two and four, and they have the same number of neural engine cores, which is sixteen. But again, again, they're all on the three nanometer die instead of the five nanometer die, so the chip's going to be smaller, run cooler use less energy. Um, yep. The 15 Pro and the 14 Pro have functionally the exact same fun, uh, specs on the camera. Um, they both have second-gen sensor shift optical image stabilization. They have five, one, two, and three times optical zoom. So the remember the iPhone 15 standard model had 0. 0.5. One and, one two. and two. This one adds three times zoom, and that's because they have a separate um, uh, telephoto lens. So they'll one and two will happen the same way with the uh, the cut down on the forty eight megapixel sensor. So well, um, and that telephoto lens was also the first one to have a telescope. Telescopic. Well, that's guy. in the Max. We haven't even talked about that yet. We're just comparing oh. the fifteen Pro to the fourteen Pro. Oh, I'm sorry. I had yeah. jumped ahead. Yeah. So the so, but like you said, then the Max has the exact same sensors and specs on all of their cameras, or, but the lens on the telephoto is the first one that's using like a uh, folded um, focus range. So they've got a couple prisms in there to make the light travel further to get to the sensor in order to create a longer zoom, and that means that it goes 0.5 one time, two time, and then jumps up to five time optical zoom. And mm-hmm. uh, they say optical zoom. It's not really zoom. These are all fixed cameras. Yep. So these are all fixed length. And then any zooming that you're doing is being a combination of switching between the cameras and digital uh, uh, cropping. So, yep. And the only camera that has the 48 megapixel sensor is the main camera. So cropped into the ultra-wide camera or cropped into the telephoto camera will mean that you get less than a 12-megapixel image and if and then they have to interpolate back up. So I doubt that they do much of that. They probably use that large sensor in the main for a lot of the zooming. You know, the one and the two. Mm-hmm. Or the two is definitely the, the, the zoomed-in version from that, just like it was from the, uh, the basic iPhone. So... Um, 
But it, they they pitched, and this is the thing that was weird to me, and I didn't quite understand how. I have to go back and watch it again and see if they how they explained it and be, pay real careful attention to the words. They said there was seven. It's like carrying seven different lenses with you. Yeah, I and saw that. I see four optical zoom options, so I don't know what they were, where the other three were coming from. And so I need to go because they broke it out in terms of like uh, thirty-five millimeter equivalents. Do you remember that in the series in the video? Yeah, yeah. So I got to I got to go back and read that real careful because that's that didn't quite get you know. But anyway, photonic engine, deep fusion, all the same things from the iPhone 14. Uh, smart HDR version five for photos. That's up from version four in the iPhone 14. Um, they say that they have next-gen portraits with focus and depth control. Um, that's something that's new from the iPhone 14. It's different language. I don't know exactly what that means other than they're maybe using a, the LiDAR to get better depth yeah. information. Uh, portrait lighting with six effects is the same. Uh, they talk about night mode, photographic styles, macro photography, and Apple Pro Raw. All of that's the same. Um, so, I mean, they haven't changed a lot there. When they went to video recording, they talked about log video recording and Academy color encoding system. Now, for most people, that's a, huh? <laughs> but if you're, if you're a professional videographer, that's real important in terms of color matching. So, like, when you're shooting cameras uh, and you use multiple different cameras to shoot different scenes... In order to get those cameras to color match so that when you put them together in a scene, it doesn't look like the, 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 the shirt colors of people and the color of the trees and the lawn don't keep changing every time you switch from one cut to another. You need that kind of standardized uh, color encoding. And yeah. so, um, you know, that's, that's important for professionals. And clearly, they're thinking these things are going to be used more and more by professionals. Um, it's shocking that to to hear that, that that's the actually the case that there's people out there shooting things with you know iPhones as their video recording device and yep. and those are you know professional videos it really is yeah you know? yeah yeah they they've really done a lot with the the ability to do uh, process you know high high performance processing. Uh, and every time they add another feature in their processing that's hardware accelerated, for example, uh, for gameplay uh, on these boxes, which they demonstrated some phenomenal complex scenes, uh, they have ray tracing, which was always prior done in software. That's a general technique for move uh, fast moving stuff. Is but they now have a hardware accelerated ray tracing. Yeah. It's four times faster than software. So as time moves on, they're going to take these uh, time-constrained software features and, and find ways to embed it in hardware. Mm -hmm. And there'll just be more of that as, as we move forward. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's – yeah. They're just, <laughs> because they control the, the hardware now completely, they're just putting more and more of that kind of stuff into the hardware so that the hardware handles it. Um, yep. So – Interesting stuff. A couple things they didn't mention, or at least I don't remember them mentioning I thought was interesting, is that the iPhone Pros, the iPhone 15 Pros, now have thread networking built in. So if you for your home kit, if you've got mm -hmm. thread devices, 
this will talk directly to the thread network. It won't have to go through the Wi-Fi and then over to your uh, HomePod, which uh, or, which has the thread, or your um, uh, Apple TV, so, which has thread. So it joins the network directly. It joins the thread network directly, which should cut down even more on latency and make uh, your communications more um, uh, reliable to yep. your HomeKit stuff, which I thought was that. Then they didn't. I didn't remember hearing them say anything about that. To me, that's a big deal. Because uh, I've got a lot of HomeKit stuff. Um, yeah. Well, where the, did you get that? I'm looking at the specs on uh, comparing the iPhones on the Apple website oh, right now. Oh, I see. Um, one, the other thing, they did mention it, uh, which is interesting, uh, and I think at some point it'll mean something, but for most people, it's a don't care. They went from Wi-Fi 6 to Wi-Fi 6E, and while it just sounds like, oh, E maybe you know, threw a letter in there, what's that mean? It means that now, instead of uh, supporting just the 2.4 and 5 gigahertz Wi-Fi networks, it'll support a 6 gigahertz network as well. So there's a third uh, band that's now been approved for use for Wi-Fi, and more and more Wi-Fi routers will start to are starting to support Wi-Fi 6E and putting in a 6 gigahertz radio. And that is significantly faster than the others. And in fact, um, the technology allows for you to connect on all three bands simultaneously to get super fast um, Wi-Fi connecting uh, within your home. So um, that may not matter again to most people now, but over time that will. If you buy a phone and keep it for a few years, um, you know, in a few years, that may be a bigger deal. So... Um, but anyway, those are two things I thought were interesting and they were techno, you know, sort of underlying technology things. Um, I'm actually excited about the thread networking cause that's like the first time I've yeah. seen that, you know, I just happened to read it in the spec list and it was like, I've got a list and, and I have three columns, you know, one for the iPhone 15 pro max, one for the iPhone 15 pro one for the iPhone 14 pro. And on that line for the iPhone 14 pro, it just shows a dash, meaning it doesn't support it. So I looked over and said, well, what does it not support there? What do these new ones support that it doesn't support? Oh, well, they're doing it on a comparison chart. It's in the article, too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why I said I went to the Apple website and there's a compare iPhone option and you yeah. can pick three different iPhones to compare. And yeah. so I have the Pro Max and the Pro and then the 14 Pro. And I'm kind of scrolling through looking to see, you know, what What's are the new? differences? And there's not a lot, but some of them are there that I think are pretty significant. Yeah. yeah. Oh, by the way, the roadside assistance via satellite is listed under the iPhone 14 now as well. So any of the phones that work with the satellite connection will also, in addition to the uh, emergency SOS function, will also be able to do the roadside assistance via satellite. So From, not, Includes mine? No, that includes the iPhone 14 up, oh, the 14. iPhone 14 Pro. It's the, the iPhone 14 Pro was the first one that had the radio that allowed you to attach to satellites. Uh, okay. So, um, but, you know, it, 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 it wouldn't have, I would have been disappointed, but it wouldn't have surprised me if they had said, no, that's only available to the newer phones. But they're saying any of the phones that have the ability to connect to, S, to, to a satellite have that function now as soon as the software comes out uh, as well. And, and again, I think we didn't talk about it, but I believe the iOS, the, the release candidate is out already and they said that the software the new iphone ios 17 is supposed to ship on the 18th right next monday 
Monday, yes, is the date. I, don't, yeah, I thought it was it, the 18th. Yeah. Didn't I say 18th? I'm sorry if I said something wrong. Did I say 16th? I meant 18th. Okay. I think yeah. you said, I thought you said 17, but oh, may, oh, I said iOS 17. Oh. iOS 17 ships on the 18th. 18th. <laughs> yeah. Monday the 18th, we should be able to download and upgrade our, op, our, our apps, or our phones, and our iPads. Um, it doesn't say anything about uh, tvOS or uh, Mac OS or um, what is the other? Oh, Watch OS. Yeah. I'm guessing that Watch OS will probably ship with iPad OS and iPhone OS, but the others may not right away. They're not reliant on anything, you know? Yeah. And so they like the. the Traditionally, the, uh, the last couple of years, the Mac OS has shipped later, and I wouldn't be surprised if we wait and see it comes out a little bit later. Yeah. So, anyhow, well, they try to gather gather all the stuff together if we're in one big shot. That's probably why. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I mean, it's like too much too much stuff to ship out all at once. So, yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, let's see. I think we've kind of covered the major things here that yeah. people wanted to know about. Uh, yeah. Well, we talked about, um, I guess, a little bit about iOS 17 coming out next week. Something that I had not heard before was that they're updating their ringtone and sound alerts. And so there'll be some new ringtone and sound alerts available for if you don't like the ones you've got. I don't know. Most, yeah. most of mine are pretty boring although i did pick i picked a few songs to play like when my daughters or my wife calls so you know yeah uh, other than well that. uh that's that doesn't sound like a big deal to me but i just thought i'd put it in here since they had an article and uh mm -hmm. this this last one was uh there was something interesting in the write-up here yeah it was I, I had read this previously too it's it's an article from mac daily news titled why can't apple manage to make its own modems you know it's apple bought the intel modem unit and they initially were going to drop qualcomm and then they said okay well wait a minute and they cut a deal with qualcomm for like five years they're at the end of that and they've now cut another deal to extend it for another two years or three years i remember qualcomm at one point had even in their uh, analyst call had said we expect to see a dip in our sales as of this date when Apple drops off, but Apple still hasn't dropped off. So yeah, I I, I think I put it in here just because I thought the day, Mac Daily News comment it's if it happened under Steve Jobs, the team would be publicly labeled as failures. They are and summarily dismissed with a new, better, smarter, actually capable team, rapidly assembled to do the right job. But under Tim Cook. <laughs> Yeah. Apple modem team just keeps getting two more years every two years, you know? <laughs> yeah, which which is easy to say, and I understand where they're coming from, but it <laughs> seems to me like this is one of those things that is also very, very specific and tricky to do, and yeah. there's probably only a few people in the world that know how to get this to work quite right, I'm, as yeah. evidenced by the fact that basically every phone sold on the planet is using Qualcomm's modems. Um, yeah, and and, and Qualcomm is paying the guy who knows all the tricks uh, too much to leave. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, it's like if Apple wants to build their own modems, they need to just buy Qualcomm, you know. But then the rest of the world will say, wait a minute, no fair, because yeah. now you won't sell it to us. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. You know, they, they should buy Qualcomm, 
then figure out how to make their own modems and then spin it back off as a separate company to sell modems. But that way, at least they figured it out. They just bought the information, you yeah. know? Yeah. I say oh. that, you know, tongue in cheek, but, yeah. but, uh, well, but it is a there's, curious there's... thing, you know, they bought, they spent, you know, millions of dollars to buy this, this division from Intel and, yeah. and Intel had kind of thrown in the towel because they said, we can't do it. And Apple said, well, then we'll do it. And they can't do it. It's clearly not an easy problem. Yep. You know, there's something about understanding not just the electronics, but the radio waves and how they're working in conjunction with the electronics that they're just not getting, you know? Yep. Well, that's the thing about electronics. It's so diverse in what you do with it these days that uh, usually there are only a few experts on on some of these areas in the world, you know? Yeah. And uh, they're worth every nickel they get, so. Yeah. Well, and I wonder, well, too, you know, they don't talk about what the problems are. Are the problems, you know, the radio issue problems or are they or are they electronics problems? I mean, I guess one they they really tie in hand in hand in this case. So it's, you know, yeah. whatever it is, it's, well, <laughs> well, they, it's a closely kept straight secret. They know very well what the constraints are with the modem device they're getting from Qualcomm. And so they know what. You at least have to meet those, you know, yeah. and and then they probably have few of their own self-imposed mm-hmm. criteria, uh, and that that may just make it impossible, you know. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, quite every frankly, project starts out. It's not starts like... out with arbitrary constraints, mm-hmm. and at some point you give up and say, hey, "We got to let let something go here." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's not like they can't afford a good microscope to go in and look at the chip and say, you know, how did they do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we can go through there and figure it out, you know. Um, yep. So, well, they have they have software that'll take and analyze a picture of those chips layouts yeah. and tell you exactly what the wiring diagram looks like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, it's like you know, see, you, but the, you've but got the, real... the solution. It's it's you know, so so now well, you've got to here... figure out your own version of it, I guess. No, no, the, the real constraint in my belief is the patent protection that Qualcomm has for their own chip. Yeah. And, that... and, and they will charge you more for that, you know, for violating that than if you bought it from them. You know? Right. Yeah. And <laughs> honestly, I think that's kind of where it's at is they, they know how Qualcomm does it, but they can't do it that way. They have that's to right. figure out a way to do it on their own, not violating, because otherwise you end up paying patent fees back to Qualcomm. And like you said, Qualcomm will charge you more for the patent f- violations than they will for just buying the modem from them. And that's so right. that's probably, you're right, that's probably really what it is. It's more of a legal issue than a technical issue. Uh, yep. And so the answer is, is there more than one way to do this? And the answer might be no. <laughs> the answer yeah, might be no. There's right. only one way that really works. And that one way... Is is covered we've, by we've, a patent that Qualcomm has. That's right. Yep. Yeah, and Apple's already yeah. gone round and round with Qualcomm on patent issues, you know, and Qualcomm's right, you know, gone toe to toe with them and come out ahead. So yeah, big big companies uh, they they push you, these little companies around as much as they possibly can without getting themselves in trouble. Yeah, I I, I know one time I when I was managing. Uh, Boeing, and I won't get into the specific details, but they had a subcontractor that was abusing them so much that the guy got a call from 
uh, I don't know how, well, I guess through a meeting that I was at, uh, I got a call from them telling me what their problem was <laughs> as a subcontractor. Yeah. And, and, and I checked into it and there was nothing that I could do for them in any direct way because the contracts don't allow it. Yeah. You know, contracting people I talked to. Yeah. So I, I had to tell them the sad news. I'm sorry. I, I looked into it and I can't. Yeah. yeah. So Boeing, know, Boeing knows that system inside out and too, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think we've probably absolutely hit the nail on the head there. It's, it's that Apple knows how to solve the problem, but it, it would violate a patent, which is going to cost them more than just buying the modems. So that's, that's the part of protection yeah. ideas and so how they, our government works. Yeah. So they keep buying the modems and in the meantime, they're continuing to search for a, a way to do it that doesn't violate the patent. So yeah. because as a country, we're way ahead having these people who create these wonderful devices. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you don't protect people's intellectual work, then there's no motivation for them to do any intellectual work. Right. That's, that's the problem with these communist countries. They, they don't, you know, they grab it all. Yeah. And therefore, people aren't really motivated to create anything, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they wonder why. <laughs> There's got to be a payout somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you got to find a balance, I think. But, yeah, yep. you know, you, you've got to give people a reason to uh, to go do these amazing and wonderful things and put the effort and the work in, right? Right. So, um so we've talked about iPhones. The last thing I want to say about it is, I think I've pointed this out before, I'm on the iPhone upgrade program. So I currently have an iPhone 14 Pro. I got an email from Apple saying, get ready to upgrade. And what it did was you click the link and it lets you go through and pick which phone and which features you want on that phone. And it loads them into a queue so that when the phones go on sale Friday, all you have to go in and do is, is say, order it. Yeah, and you're their favorite customer, so you'll get yours picked sooner, too. Yeah, that's the idea, is that I should be able to get priority because I'm on the, the automatic upgrade program. So I went through and did that, and I did something I wasn't sure I was going to do. And I could change it between now and Friday, but but uh, you know you can change whatever your preferences were. But I, I decided that I wanted to go to the iPhone 15 Pro Max, which is a bigger phone but it does give me that new zoom lens. Ah, that, that five times zoom lens. So I'm I'm going to go ahead and get that. That's the one I've ordered or I've I've picked out and they come in natural titanium, uh blue titanium, white titanium and black titanium. Now, for those of you who have not seen these colors, they're all gray. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's kind of a light Just warm, a light warm gray, a dark cool gray, a sort of neutral light gray, and a very dark kind of warm gray. <laughs> That's the colors. I went with the natural titanium because I kind of like the look of titanium. It's kind of a um, a lighter warm gray color, and I think I like I just like titanium metal. I have a titanium watch that's that color, and, and I like. And if you're and if you're near an airbase somewhere, you can go out and compare it to an airplane. <laughs> yeah, or I can compare it to my titanium watch, which isn't an Apple watch, by the way. Um, so anyway, uh, that's probably what I will select come Friday morning. 
and then I will have it on the 22nd. So when we record on the 25th, I should be able to talk about it. Monday the 25th. But, okay. Uh, uh, yeah, I was a little... I, the big phone is big enough that I wasn't enthralled with the idea of the big phone. Um, but I really like the idea of the better camera. And quite honestly, when I got bigger phones in the past, it was because that was the only one that had optical stabilization on the lens, or that was the only one that whatever. Um, no, it's because it's you're a camera buff. Come on. And, well, and well, and, and <laughs> right, but it'd be that's the point. The, the camera had optical stabilization, or the you know the cameras. If for a while, the camera in the larger and the smaller phone have been identical, and if they were, I would still pick the smaller phone. But because uh-huh. the the only way to get the better phone is to go to the um, to the larger form factor, then that's what I'm going to do. It now, yeah. but because they're going to the lighter thing, it means I'm only going to add 15 grams to my to my carrying weight, uh, and maybe being a little larger won't slip out of my pocket oh, quite, you'll quite have so to, easy. You'll, you'll have to lug that around. So yeah, we'll <laughs> see. 15 15 more grams than I'm used to. Um, yeah. I did. In anticipation of getting this, order a fine woven case. And that is supposed to arrive this Friday. So we'll see. Ah. So I can see how big it's going to feel. I can carry the empty case and go, I wonder how weight, how, how much it weighs, but I have this big <laughs> chunk of a... You won't have any idea because it'll stretch out because it's got to be tight on the, on the yeah. phone. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know how big it is. So... Anyway, we'll see. Um, but that's what I kind of went with. I was real tempted to get the the blue titanium just to get a little bit of color. But that's that's, that's what I would have done. And it's pretty, but uh-huh. it's because it has a blue tint to it. I mean, it's still pretty gray. It yeah. it then it means that like if I get a case or anything, I either need a neutral or a blue case. And I thought, you know, if I get the regular titanium, then I can get whatever color case I want. And yeah. I have on my phone a green case right now, a green Apple leather case. And I have the um, the Apple MagSafe wallet that snaps onto the back that's also in green. And so I thought, well, that way I just keep my green wallet. I'll put it on the green case and I'll go with the natural uh, titanium color. So that's kind of what I did. Mm-hmm. So, well, congratulations. So we'll see. You know, and I will continue my monthly payments to the fine folks at Apple. <laughs> oh, one thing I did do is the last time I got the phone, I was going to get a 256 gigabyte phone, and the they did not have any in stock. So I I could get a 128, but that wasn't big enough. So I went to the 512 gigabyte. After using that for a year, my phone is I'm using about about 100 gigabytes of it. So um, the smallest size available on the 15 Pro Max is a 256 gigabyte phone. So I'm going to go back down to the 256 from the um, 512 because I didn't need the 512. And we didn't talk about that pricing on this one. The uh, iPhone 15 Pro is the same price as the iPhone 14 Pro. That's $999. The iPhone 15 Pro Max, it actually went up in price, but that's because they dropped the lower uh, memory option. So the oh. the smaller phone starts at 128. You can get 128, 256, uh, 512, or a terabyte. And the larger phone 
doesn't have the 128 option. It's only available in uh, 256, 512, and one terabyte. And oh. so the 256 size is the same cost as the 256 size was for the 14. But oh. effectively, the, the minimum starting price for the larger phone has gone up $200 because they... That's not $200. No, it starts at eleven ninety nine. It went up a hundred dollars. It went up, technically it, it it went up a hundred dollars because the um, they dropped the. So, so your payment's going to increase, right? Lower option. Well, no, it's funny. It's not actually because I'm 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 going from a uh, from a five hundred gigabyte phone, which was two hundred dollars more than to a. Uh, you know, and it was nine ninety nine, so it was eleven ninety nine to a phone that's now eleven ninety nine because it's got two fifty six gigabytes. Mm-hmm. But if I copy okay. over my one phone directly to the other, I'm still using less than half of the two fifty six gigabytes, so I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Well, sounds like you got a deal. So yeah, so we'll see. I'll be uh, be ready and willing to talk about it once I have it in my greasy little hands. And I'll, I'm sure I'm going to like the USB-C. I'm sure I am going to complain about the fact that it's a big, giant, bulky phone. Um, but I think I'm going to I'm going to be real excited to see how it interacts with HomeKit now that it's got a thread radio in it. Which, again, I don't remember them saying anything about that at all. But uh, I'm so happy to see that. That was just a, a, a super. I mean, I, I grinned when I saw it. So yeah. Oh, one of the things we didn't talk about, and that is the stereo pictures. Oh that, yeah, we had. Remember when we um, last week we had said that we thought yeah. that might be one of the things that they do. Yeah. And sure enough, and it wasn't uh, still pictures; it was stereo video. They That's they, right. they said specifically video. If you turn the phone into landscape mode, then the um, it uses the top two cameras. Right. The the if you turn it into landscape mode, then the standard lens and the wide lens are both sitting parallel to the ground, and then mm-hmm. that allows them to do a a stereoscopic video that when you play on your Vision Pro, you will see it in three D. Yes. So which no, there's makes, no there's no there's no stereo playback at all in your uh, in your in your yeah. phone. It's just regular monaural, I guess. Well, I mean, it's a flat screen. Right. There's no way to do yeah. a separate screen right. for each eyes. That said, remember when Google had that Google Cardboard where you could stick your camera in and, uh, and right? Yeah. Well, they they there's there's a, a whole world is sprung up sprung up around doing that on phones including on iPhones and you can download stereoscopic imagery and videos that you can watch and they split the screen and do one right eye one left eye and you can put on a pair of they sell plastic goggles now instead of using cardboard and so i would bet that there will be third party people oh, yeah. that will grab those videos and say you know you can watch this in stereoscopic vision on your phone if you want to um sure so yep. uh, I'm looking forward to that. I actually have one of those plastic headsets because it was something I looked at when it first came out is, you know, these these stereoscopic uh, things using your phone. And so um, I've still got well, it, it might somewhere not here. Fit in my your new size cam- it might not fit 
Your new size iPhone. Right. I don't know how uh, it was designed to handle multiple different phones, including, you know, um, uh, Android phones and things like that. So I'll have to see because, yeah, this is obviously a larger phone than I'm used to using. So so maybe it will, maybe it won't. But uh, anyway, if not, I will find a replacement because, yeah, I will definitely look for that because if it see, there's going to be a reason why you're not going to like your mini. <laughs> so well, first of all it doesn't have a, the the two cameras right on the model, right you know yeah no i know but i'm just saying to watch the video i could shoot the video and oh. send it to you but you can't even watch it on a mini because your eyes you'd be cross-eyed yeah <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see if it works and if somebody comes out with a solution if it does when i come visit you uh next time i will bring my the little headset you, with me you want to watch me drool <laughs> well, you know the thing is, is if honestly, I think it would be genius if Apple would do it, just build in and, and and let people do that, because what it'll do is it will give them a taste of what the Vision Vision Pro is sort of like, right? Absolutely, yeah. And yeah. I think they would sell more Vision Pros if people could could do that with their phone. Yeah. You know. Yep. You know, it's certainly not yeah. going to do all the things Vision Pro is going to do. You know, a purpose built device, but. Um, but I think a lot of people would look at that and go like, oh, boy, I'd really like – I want one of those better ones now. I, I'm looking for a, a, a message that I thought I sent you earlier, but apparently I didn't. Uh, do you recall a guy who had a phone in his shirt pocket talking about a flat screen TV? In other words, a, a, a phone that you don't even have to take out of your pocket. It just You just wear it in a shirt pocket. And you can, you, it recognizes your fingers and hand signals and all this and yeah, stuff. Yeah, it was a and, picture of a guy when it had like some display projected down to his hand. Yes, and and he used to work for Apple. Okay, yeah, he was, was a designer for called Apple. Called the Disappearing left- Computer, an exclusive preview of Humane's screenless tech. Yes, that that was uh, another thing that I thought was fascinating. The ideas that you could do that. Yeah, there's a. Um, I'm trying to remember which movie. I think it was an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie where they um, they did exactly that, where they had the, the image was projected onto your hands. Um, and so you didn't use phones anymore. You just used your hand. Yeah. Um, so uh, it's, it's an interesting idea. And this is cool because as long as the – but then that means you got to put the phone in your shirt pocket. And it means the pocket can't be so deep that the phone disappears because the top part's got to stick out in order to project something onto your hand. Right. So yep. it, 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 it uh, is limited it, it, clothing. It, it, and, and let me tell you, I don't know anybody who walks around with their phone in their shirt pocket. Anybody. Probably not. Nobody. But if you make <laughs> if you make it small enough and easy enough to do – attached yeah. somehow yeah. to your clothing. Yeah, if you it know? clips on as a pin. Yeah, whatever. You can make it you know the what? shape of the Star Trek communicator. Yeah. So I don't know what he'll do with this, whether he'll try to sell the idea to somebody else or just build a competing phone. You know what? But he, uh, unless he gets some backing, it's be pretty tough. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a cool idea as an addendum to something. I don't know that it's going to replace anything. But it's a it's an interesting idea for a different interface, right? You know, yeah. and the idea of using more hand signals. Obviously, Apple has worked that deal significantly, you know. Yeah. Uh, and now it's coming to the watch too. So. Well, 
what he's saying is you might be able to do this thing with a projector on a wall or something even. I don't mm -hmm. know if you get enough power to do that. You know, you probably need to train, talk to a projector device. But, right. You know, but sort of, it, it, it's a concept that's quite interesting because clearly without having a, a, a lot of functionality maybe that an iPhone has, you can build something that can be very useful and still take up hardly any space at all. Yeah. I mean, that, that's the whole concept is simplicity. Yeah. It is cool. Hey, I just thought of a few things, too, that we didn't quite cover on the phone. So I just oh. thought I would, I would throw those out there. Um, so some differences. Um, the iPhone 15 goes to USB-C, but it uses USB 2 throughput speeds. The iPhone 15 Pro Max uses USB 3, so it gets up to 10 gigabytes of throughput speed. Oh, so it's okay. both USB-C connectors, but different controllers. Okay. And I know there'll be some people who are a little disappointed saying, well, but you can use the USB-C to go to, um, uh, to go to Describe Thunderbolt, which goes to 40 gigabytes yeah. per second. So why stop at the 10 gigabytes? And the reason is licensing and power constraints. Yeah. But it's, I, I think there are going to be some people who are saying, well, I'm shooting ProRes video. Why do I want a 10 gigabyte when a 40 gigabyte would work, right? Um, so that's one of the differences. The, um, uh, let's see, what was the other? There was something else I was going to bring up. Um, oh, the always-on display is only available on the Pros. It's not in the, the non-Pro. And, uh, oh, shoot. Oh, the action button. The action oh. button. We didn't talk about that. That's no, only on, It's only on the Pro. So the iPhone 15 still has the switch on the side to silent or ring, turn on or off the ring switch, basically. On the iPhone 15, they've replaced that with an action button. And the default is still being the, the, the ring switch. But there's like nine other things you can do, including activate a shortcut from there. So right. that means you can pretty much have it do anything you want it. Yeah, but just one thing programmed at a time. Right. And what they didn't talk about, and I'm a little surprised, is can you double tap the action button? Could you put another action on the action button by making single click and double click? Uh, well, those were different commands, so maybe you would, could use. You they know, didn't talk about it. No. So, And we don't have any iPhone 15 Pros to look at. So time will tell on that one, but it certainly is a question that I have. Yeah. Is, you know, what's the... And, and, and I was trying to... I, I, they had a list, and I don't remember what that list... I don't see the list in front of me of what the things you could put on the action button, right? Yeah, it was, it was a lot of stuff. But yeah, yeah, it was like nine or ten things Yeah, uh, that I it thought should... was interesting. Uh, I don't know if they'll have that detail. That that's probably going to be in the iOS uh, description, right? Somehow, because be, it's programmable. You can change what you what you do. Yeah, there's an article I found called uh, on Mac Daily News called "Here's What You Can Do with the iPhone 15 Pro Action Button." So, uh, well, w once you go to a shortcut, you can do everything that you want. <laughs> pretty much, I mean, most things are shortcuttable or, or programmable via the shortcuts. 
and and you can get really in depth with the shortcuts. You know, in fact, I played around with that for a while, and I still have one set up. Um, a combination of shortcuts and you can trigger a shortcut lots of different ways. And one of them is via a, um, uh, oh shoot, what are they called? The, um, the, uh, oh shoot, the stickers, the, um, the, what's the, like when you pay, it's the short, what's that radio called? When you, when you use your phone for Apple pay. Uh, uh, I can't remember the name I, of the radio. Yeah, it's but uh, it's it's RFI. No, RFI, that's not right. I think. That doesn't no, sound right. Some, no, some some acronym though. Yeah, but it's it's really you know short throw radio. I mean, you really almost have to touch it up to the device. And so I've bought stickers that are those, and you can then use you know each sticker is is has its own unique ID on it. And so, like, when I get in my car, when I'm coming home from swim practice, because I coach a swim team in the evening, I take my phone and touch it to the sticker, and it launches my map program uh, to go home. It sees what the estimated time is for me to get home. It sends a text to my wife saying my arrival time is approximately, so she has my ETA, and it starts the map up to take me home so I can go home. And, Mm -hmm. And it does all of that by my simply tapping the phone against the sticker and that's all done with shortcuts. Yep. So, you know, to me, that's, that's pretty cool. That is, that's pretty cool. So. The other thing we didn't mention, Mm -hmm. but, uh, we can say it in general now is there's a, an assortment of colors for the, the iPhones and oh, yeah. the iPhone Pros are different sets. Right. Yeah, I talked uh, about the variations on gray for the iPhone Pros, but we didn't talk at all yeah. about the iPhones themselves or the basic iPhones. And those, you know, they had – Kitty colors. They all looked kind of <laughs> pastel-y to me. They weren't really like yeah. super bright colors. They were kind of muted tones, but they had like a yellow and a um, – uh, I could – teenagers would buy these things. Yeah. That's well, you know, true. I think not just teenagers. There's people who like color and like to have more color. You know, my feeling is, is I'll get the color through the case. But uh-huh. I understand the idea of saying, hey, it'd be fun to have a phone that's a nice, bright color. Especially if you, you know, you don't put a case on it and or, or you have a clear case on it and you want to be able to find it in a bag or something, you know. And yeah. so something other than black or gray might be nice. You know, a yellow phone's easy to spot when it's sitting in a purse. Um, you know, if you like yellow, some people don't particularly like yellow, but, uh, there was a, there was a green and a, mm-hmm. and some kind of a, yeah, a, I like green. It was kind of a mint green color to me, kind of a pastel yeah. mint green, but, uh, yeah, no, an example of that is when we got our iPhone for, when I got my iPhone 11, I had an 11 pro, my wife got an iPhone 11 and they, that, that year they offered it in purple, which is her favorite color. So I got her, her phone in purple and then I bought the Apple clear case so that she could see her purple phone because she liked it. Ah. So, um, yeah. ironically, my, one of my daughters, when her phone died, that's what she went and bought was the same one, the iPhone 11 in purple. By the way, I was going to, uh, uh, something reminded me when you said iPhone 11, I read an article for the iPhone 12 that basically France has, of course, prohibited sales, but they weren't being sold over there anyway, so that didn't right. mean anything. But they failed in one of the two radiation tests they have as I, a national standard. I read and, that. 
And the one that you, that it failed is where you hold it up by your ear, and there's another test in your pocket below the waist. Uh-huh. And so it was okay for the sticking it in your pocket and leaving it, but it didn't pass the test by I don't know what percent or margin. Right. But uh, for holding it up around your head, and therefore, if you had one, you might not want to keep it for a while, just knowing that. Right. It's a bit more risky. Yeah, it's interesting to hear that too because I remember when back in the day when they first started building phones. So initially, the phones had an antenna that went up away from your head, but the, one of the concerns was: is were we irradiating our heads by sending all of these cell signals off of these phones that we're holding up next to our heads? And uh, and you know the energy, the the amount of energy it took to to attach to a a radio to a uh, tower in the area was significantly more then than it is now. But, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, as subsequent versions of 2G, 3G, 4G, and now 5G phones have come out, um, you know, that that's different radios. But that was real interesting, I thought, with the, the, that too, you know. And it's interesting, you know, that goes right back to Apple's using Qualcomm radios, right? But how are they, yeah. putting, how are they putting them in the phone? How, you know, the, the frame of the phone is, is actively the antenna on on these phones now. So, you know, how does that affect the signal strength and how it's, what's passing through your head when you're, yeah. when you're using them? Yeah. You know, it's, it's a, it's always been an issue, but it's interesting that the government's just now getting around to checking it on, at least on that particular yeah, phone model. Yeah. Why are they testing uh, a phone? That's <laughs> why didn't they test that phone when it came out four years ago? Yeah. Before you had a chance ago. to buy it, you know, that, right. If it's, if it's going to be an effective rule, it needs to say you can't market the phone until it's been tested for safety by the government. Yeah, the timing on that was really weird. They say, yes, this this three year old phone, almost four year old phone, is uh, no longer. We we found out it's not safe. Like, yeah, you didn't know that before. Yeah, a little little late. But, yeah. So, but I I suspect they'll modify that as they get up to speed on doing their testing and get yeah. adequate. Yeah, maybe this is something a new testing thing that was just in, implemented, and so they just started going through old phones, and they got to that one and went, "Hey, wait a minute." Yep. So maybe they weren't doing this testing four years ago. So whatever reason, I think yeah, it's worth being aware of and yeah. doing a little more reading. Apple may, you know, I haven't I I saw that article. I haven't seen any response from Apple. Apple may come back and say. You know, well, wait well, they, there's, we're not selling new ones over there anymore, anyhow. Right. Uh, you know, but they may make them recall them. That's right. a possibility. Well, or they may also, say, uh, you know, they're in the secondary market. There's probably lots of used iPhone 12s available, and they may not be able to use those anymore. Yeah. So, um, on the iPhone action button, by the way, I found the list. It defaults to silent modes. You toggle on and off silent mode. You can also set it to toggle focus modes to activate oh. the camera. Activate the flashlight, activate voice memos, magnifier, and other accessibility features. So you can use the camera as a magnifying glass. You can have it trigger a shortcut, or you can have it activate translate. And that will be arriving in an update later this year, so it won't be available initially, the translate one. Oh, that translate really sounds cool. That sounds you know, pretty handy. Yeah. yeah, if you're yeah. traveling somewhere where where there's a, a another language is the primary language, and and the caveat that translate supports that language, um, but they support quite a few languages in the system now. Yeah, I wonder if that's going to be like the Google Translate, where the they just 
hear a guy speak it and they then transcribe it and then translate it for you? Uh, so you can hold your remember. phone up, <laughs> hold your phone up to somebody, and they say something, and then you read what they said, and then you can respond. Yeah, I think that's the way it works. So, so anyway, yeah. So, yeah. Now, um, it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out. So but, anyway, uh, I thought overall the uh, the total program was about an hour and fifteen minutes long. Yeah. Uh, they could have cut out the 15 minutes, and I wouldn't have cared. But at, you know, at least that much, because uh, if yeah, they had, you didn't had, care about the front end where they were talking about saving the world, but yeah, I, I still think it was worth worthwhile from them from a marketing standpoint to talk about what they're doing. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, I, I'm I'm interested in the the works, not <laughs> yeah, not yeah. that stuff. Yeah, well, it's like you and I have said before. We've talked about some of these things peripherally, but we really care about the energy in terms of <laughs> Oh, bless you. Uh, the, the energy in terms of accessibility of energy for our cool stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bottom line is I just want the cool stuff. I want enough energy yeah. to run my cool stuff. Yep, Beyond so. that, yeah. <laughs> no, I think it's good that they're doing that and that they're trying to find you know, like I said, it's if you can build something and you can build it without causing pollution or you can build it, you know, by causing less pollution then, or you can just build it and not care about the pollution and pollute anywhere you want. I would say, you know, it's better to build it with as little pollution as possible if you can do that, you know. And so good for them for doing that. And, you know, it's okay if they want to pat themselves on the back and talk about it a little bit and let the world know. I think most people, when they look at their phone, don't think about the amount of pollution that their phone has caused in its creation. You by know? the way. I, I have a, a general uh, statement to be made that I want to make about the climate change activities of all types. And that is, is that there, we need to have a law that you cannot do anything that, that d diminishes our defense capabilities. In other words, those have to come along at a timely manner in order to make any kind of transition at all. And so military capabilities is the top priority of any country because without security, we have nothing. Okay. And so that's my take on climate yeah. change. And, and that does not, that's not the highest priority in the world, no matter what people say. Yeah. Security is. Okay. okay? You made your so, statement. You're right. You're, I mean, you know, in, in, in respect to, you know, it, it doesn't do you any good to build a house if you don't put doors on it, you know, mm -hmm. um, yep. you know, the, you want to be able to be safe and secure. And so, yeah, I, you know, I get that. And, uh, and for those of you listening, understand his perspective comes as a man who also spent 21 years in the military yeah. working in that field. And, and so he, there, there's, you know, an understanding of the importance of that job. Well, it's so. the pri it's the primary constitutional uh, me uh, task for government too, and it always has been, and that's a violation of our constitution to do anything else. So I, I that, that's and and it's not opposed to the notion of doing good for the climate. It has to do with whether this what the solutions are and whether or not they're adequate to the task of what we currently have. Right. Well, those, there That's are those, there are those who would argue that ignoring the climate is, is also putting our country at risk. It's a much slower burn 
but that that not doing things that are climate oriented is also a a mandate timing is everything well and well and realize that we are but a portion of the planet and that other planet uh, other other people and other countries and other organizations of people are you know have different agendas than we do and so um you know we're not we're not the sole polluters although we we certainly have done our fair share and then some but but our military enemies uh, are there ready to react and spring on us at any moment? Yeah. Well, and there's reasons that things like, you know, jet fighters don't have the same legal restrictions on them in terms of, you know, how much, what, what kind of fuels they use and what, how much noise they make in comparison to commercial jet, air, you know, commercial airliners, uh, yeah. you know, because they're designed for peak performance period and, and, uh, and a, you know, commercial airliner is not. Yeah, and, you know, we're we're not but, going to say, hey, we had a really good jet. It's just not as good as everybody else's because we didn't want it to make as much noise. Yeah, you know? <laughs> probably the most succinct way of saying what I just said earlier is they don't have any electrical outlets on the battlefield. <laughs> so you're saying we shouldn't build an electric tank, is what you're saying? That's right. <laughs> the all-electric tank that lithium-ion batteries happen to be more explosive than anything it can shoot. <laughs> <laughs> So, anyway. All right. Well, there we go. We made a huge political statement that had nothing to do with technology, but it kind of did. So um, I think we've covered everything we wanted to cover in terms of uh, the Apple event and then some. Um, You know, I would say my overall feelings on the whole thing were kind of like, eh, kind of what we expected. There wasn't anything um, earth shattering here. Um, to me, honestly, the most exciting thing I found was what we found today, which is that it has a thread radio in it. And I don't remember them saying that anywhere. It might have been on their little, um, you know, their their um, feature yeah. their feature it, map that they put up at, oh, as they talk about things. Hey, and, and for weeks now, we're going to discover new things that weren't said. You can't cover oh, everything sure. in one of these short yeah. meetings. Yeah, that's so, kind of the exciting thing is once the stuff's out there, then we'll start discovering more things that they, they you know, like even today, people have been beta testing um, iOS 17. And today it just, you know, was breaking that, oh, yeah, by the way, they got all these new ringtones in iOS 17 that hadn't been there, you know, during the rest of the beta testing. They just threw them in here right at the end before they're ready to do the release candidate. So, yeah. And like all Apple things, as the operating system uh, grows and matures over the next year before they op- update to iOS 18, uh, we'll get new features and new functions on phones that we've had for two, three, four years. So, um, oh, yeah. so you know, the uh, those of you out there with, with iPhone 12s that are irradiating your heads and iPhone 11s and, you know, 13s and 14s, um, you get to look forward to a lot of new cool fun functionality and features as well even if you don't buy a new device so so cool Uh, okay well we'll talk to you next week uh probably back on monday schedule yeah i think we'll be back on the regular schedule next week unless something happens so thanks for joining us on generation tech bye bye bye